TRP your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. As you know, there have been intermittent articles uh, over the last uh, number of weeks in building up to the 50th anniversary celebrations. 27 young women uh, set out on a a soccer adventure in uh, 1972 as such officially after having uh, learned their skills through a youth club, Club Kilkenny. And they took part in a national competition, uh, in actual fact, the inaugural Irish Women's uh, Cup. And lo and behold, uh, they got through uh, to meet uh, a team called Suffragettes from Dublin. So the 97 was whittled down to two teams and Fritri Moles of Kilkenny uh, played in the inaugural final against Suffragettes. And the match was played at St. John's Park. Hebron Road, the home of the Lachlan Gales GEA Club. Karen Duggan, we're here in O'Loughlin Gales this evening to mark a very, very special occasion in Kilkenny local soccer. It's great to see the, the girls of 72 and 73 honoured, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing and it's about time girls like this have gotten the recognition. I mean, they've really paved the way for all the success we're seeing now. They had to come up against a lot more adversity and they're, they're here and they're in unbelievable spirits and it's an honour to have been invited down. And we think about the whole area of women in sport in the last five, six years. It's really growing in terms of coverage these women they had no real trailblazers to look at they, they went off their own bats yeah and this is what makes it so special and um, seeing the camaraderie that they still have and they obviously went through um, a lot of successes together they would have had to work hard for that now and we're very privileged to have grown up in a time where it's a lot easier to, to get out and play football and um, it's it's phenomenal to be here to witness them being honoured today I know there's a 40-50 year gap between your own career and these women's career but the, the coverage and the, the interest in it has really risen in a short period of time. Was it ever difficult when you were starting off yourself? And can you see any connectivity or, or things you can relate to between your time and their time? Yeah, I really can. I mean, I was reading up on the ladies and, you know, the not on the same level but like we were taking time off work to go and play international taking our holidays and unpaid leave and things like that and it's only in the last couple of years maybe off the back of the 2017 when the, our team kind of had a strike that the media really stepped up and started paying attention ladies like this and the talent that's that's always been there but now we're getting the right platforms the media attention and it's leading to better facilities and that's why we're seeing the success we are Yeah and to get past the whole tokenism aspect of it and make the resources available to girls at all different ages and all different levels yeah that's probably the the best thing to see even in terms of media coverage you see the girls now and they're getting criticized for certain things and mm. that would never have happened because it wasn't always like oh sure aren't the girls great for playing but mm. that's not what the girls on the pitch want they have higher standards and people are catching up to the standards that these girls are setting for themselves mm. and it's brilliant to see and nothing better than the world cup to really not only get women behind women's sport but get the whole country behind women's sport because like when it comes to July and the girls are over in Australia every girl every boy every teenager they'll have a ball and they'll be kicking it against a wall it's going to be absolutely huge we're going to see such a massive bounce effect for women's sport in the country but I think just in general this is a really good football and country we love getting behind our national teams and it's been a while since we've had something really big to shout about in terms of football um, with the men but 
what this these girls have done has been huge and they're so accessible they're so willing to give their time to the fans to the media and they're putting in the same amount of work that the men are and I'm really looking forward to them getting the recognition that they deserve this summer How hopeful are you that Vera Pau's side will put in a good account of themselves? It's it's new it's almost like Italian 90 all over again uh, we don't really know what to expect in many different areas but we've seen the talent that that side has and I'm sure they're going to do the country proud I mean they're up in a, they're in a really difficult group with Canada Nigeria the African champions and the hosts Australia it's going to be a massive massive task but one thing that's kind of synonymous with this team is that they're really really hard to beat and nothing's going to change when they go over to the World Cup they're going to be really well prepared they're going into camp now in a couple of weeks they'll have a month together they'll be really well bonded and you know that they'll be well drilled going into that World Cup now it is it's a step up of anything we've ever seen before but I mean you're always hopeful when it comes to this team but whether the results go our way or not like I say there's going to be huge interest a huge bounce effect of what this is going to do for football in the country and the girls have done us phenomenally proud and uh, you've worn that green jersey this time round you'll be sitting in a, an RTE studio watching on uh, does that bring mixed emotions Oh, a little bit. I mean, when I was in the studio for the game when they beat Scotland to qualify, I was really, really emotional. But it's a long time since I played now, so I really do just see myself as a fan now. I would know the, some of the girls quite well. So they were there before kind of the media attention. They've been grinding away in the background. So to see some of them still involved, um, I'm just hugely proud of, of what they've done. And you almost feel part of it because you've been part of their journey. And they've been, like I said, they've been so willing to kind of share their experiences with media and fans. And they're such a special group and all we can do is, is wish them all the best now and kind of just say thank you for all they've done for football in the country. KB, it's been a very special four weeks or so for you and your Kilkenny comrades both on the local front and the international scene as well. How do you reflect on the evening and the whole experience? Well, I'll tell you one thing now, Liam. Been up in Dublin and been honoured up in Dublin and seeing all the paparazzi there was just mind-boggling, Right. But for me here tonight to be with all the locals and also to be with you, Liam Kelly O'Rourke, from Community Radio Kilkenny City, tonight I'm delighted you're here to interview the, the, the ladies. Thank you so much for coming tonight. We're going in now and all the girls have had about six glasses of champagne. I've only had two because I'm taking photographs all night. But I have to say kudos to Donny Butler. Unbelievable what that man has done. That plaque down there tonight that they have unveiled, never in a million years did I think there would be unveiling a plaque to commemorate women's soccer over in O'Loughlin Gales. But like I said to you earlier on, I actually, in my hand, I have the actual photograph mm. of us playing here. And it's just, it's amazing. It's fantastic that we're being remembered locally as well. And the other thing, I was speaking to a, fo- a couple of the Evergreen and I was just telling him that we, my husband took a, a trip out to Kells Road to Evergreen. They have a fantastic facility out there. And they did not know that three women that played with Evergreen way back then played for Ireland. So I had a chat with them and they're gonna, they said that they're only in the process of putting together a lot of stuff out there. So I told them everything I have, all memorabilia, Let's get it out there. Yeah, And Kay, I know you you collect memorabilia for all different facets of your life and soccer is no different. Is it a bit surreal that all those memories on paper, in books, it's actually in reality now. and th- to life. Those faces from 50 years ago and all those different experiences are here in front of you. Yeah. Are you able to get your head around that? 
uh, didn't at first, but uh, now, yes, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be sitting and hearing the stories. I know I talk a lot and I have a lot of stories to tell, but listening to the girls tell the stories. And the one thing I'll tell you, Ursula Grace, Ursula Mulcahy spoke to you tonight. Her story has been told all down through the years about her father being the secretary of the GAA. And I always wanted Ursula to tell that story. And I'm delighted Mm. you're the one she told it with because she hasn't told her story to anyone. She told you that story tonight and I'm delighted. Local, local radio, community radio to Kenny City, Liam Kelly O'Rourke in his black and amber tonight, in his shorts, with his hairy legs, (laughs) reporting with all the women here tonight. Brilliant. Well, Kay, I don't know how to match that. Can I just wish you all the very best and I'm delighted for you on a personal level. Thank you. Anne Griffith, we're here in O'Loch and Gales this evening and to see the wealth of experience and be it the, the former local players and those who want, went on to greater things again it must be a very very proud night for you it is indeed it was a great day and, and it's powerful evening and it's so good to be able to to meet everybody and uh, relive the, the, the good old days as we say there's been a long period where things people have moved on with their lives and had children and grandchildren and the like the last month or so it's almost been like a tour free like all the different experiences with the Irish players and then you come back to tonight here in O'Loughlin's it's been a very busy and I'm sure exciting and enjoyable four weeks or so oh it has been and I'll tell you what's been great you're coming in and you're looking at people and you haven't met them maybe for 50 Mm. years and you're trying to look and say is that such a one is that such a one and you're meeting them and hearing their life story and all you know because when we were playing soccer we've all moved on as you said with children and grandchildren and, and, and life just gets in the way you lose touch yeah. and it was the same with the, with the Irish team I mean we didn't know them girls that well we only played matches with them might have had two or three training sessions with them mm. that's all we had with them mm. we, you know we didn't really know them mm. so uh, it's great to get to know them and, and on a different level and at a different time and it all starts at home of course on be it here in O'Loughlin's and I know games were played on the Freshford Road as well and I'm sure there's many a memory that were created back in those days. Oh, there was indeed. Uh, I suppose our, uh, with the Evergreen Club, our Fishermall Club, like as it was then in the beginning, um, the game we played in Talca Park uh, under lights. We were the first team from Kilkenny to play under lights. And, um, you know, from um, that night, I meet those two girls there, Myra Ryan and Kathleen Delaney. They were only, let's say, maybe 14, 15 years of age. And the display they gave that night was unbelievable. We were going up like, we weren't considered anybody. We were going up to meet a Dublin team, a hotshot Dublin team. And uh, we bet them. Uh, Ursula, Ursula Grace, I think, was scored the goal, you know. And they were petrified because of her speed that night and they were bringing everybody out to the halfway line you know to get the offside but sure had the speed she turned them on she was gone they were petrified of her you know and that was the semi-final and then we unfortunately the day we came back here there was a big crowd at the match we weren't used to that and um, we probably froze a little bit and uh, you know all our families were there and you know people we knew and everything so that was the final so that was 72 but we wouldn't the following three years then and I know there's been a lot of coverage say about the coverage of women's sport compared to today and in your time 
did it give you an element of freedom the fact that it was seen as second rate maybe to GA how how do you reflect on that did it did it matter to you at all well it it did in so far as we got no coverage mm. uh, virtually we didn't expect much coverage you know at the time girls playing soccer was frowned upon in some in some areas you know ladies didn't play soccer <laughs> when you say it now young ladies didn't play soccer mm. you know and it was frowned on and uh, but we still went out and uh, we got no coverage we didn't expect coverage I suppose and uh, it's you know the difference now like, mm. is for the young people God I'd love to be starting off again <laughs> <laughs> and we see someone like Karen Duggan here who obviously has gone from a football pitch to a TV studio but had a great career in her own right and we're seeing that slow gradual improvement in conditions for girls at all levels yes indeed for everybody even you know for the, the Camogie girls for the Gaelic football girls the, the rugby players mm. look at the coverage they get uh, and it's only it's about time that it has um, and the last few years has been great mm. um, but at our time sure, we were really women were second class citizens mm. that's about the size of it everywhere and it's amazing you only have to go back five six years and stories of strikes and, and Irish teams getting tra- changed in, in toilets I mean this is an ongoing problem but it's great to see it changing and the World Cup in the summer what that will do for the sport Anne absolutely it has it has brought it to a high high level mm. it is nearly on a par now with the men's game you know and I think the women um, they don't go down near as easy as the fellas do in the soccer you see there um, you think some lads will have not been shot but the girls take the tackle they, they're much fairer about it they're, they're much they're much better at taking the tackle yeah. than the fellas they don't roll around the ground you know you think the lads were shot yeah. at times but the girls will get up and get on with it any chance the either the Irish group or the Kilkenny group might book a camper van and tour Australia <laughs> there'd be a Netflix series in that the jocks or goes to Stuttgart <laughs> wouldn't have been lovely God I'd love to go but <laughs> yeah. well, look you never know we're a couple of months out but you'll be watching it I'm sure with great interest and you wish them all the best wish them all the best would I, God if they get even near the final wouldn't it be brilliant oh, incredible you know and I, we can always say we started it yeah. well look Kilkenny's only community radio station local like you 1972 when we were playing suffragettes Dublin crowd came down to play in John's Park now we didn't have a field at the time my dad at the time was GA secretary for Kilkenny for 46 years mm-hmm. so he great got Paddy. the great Paddy Grace Lord of Mercy and we had um, he got us John's Park mm. so the game went well and everything we, we uh, sorry but we lost but it didn't matter anyway to us and there was a great crowd at the game but Two days after, maybe three, they put awful things on the paper saying a foreign game. The band was in at the mm. time. But my father was so much into sport, he didn't care what his, my sister Mary and me, he didn't care what sport we played. Yeah. So he just said, go on with him. And he actually didn't care what the paper said, he just blew it over. And being from a family that's so steeped in GA, yeah. did it ever cross your mind at all? No, because we were, we were young at the time, we were really mm. probably 16, 17. And once my father loved us playing sport, he didn't care what we'd done mm. once we were playing sport. And he covered it very well, actually. And at the end of the day, it blew over in probably about a couple of weeks. 
But he was a great man for sport and he didn't care whether it was foreign or what. Once you're out there playing sport and if he was late today, he has four grandsons playing soccer mm. and he'd be proud of them. Mm. When, when that went down in the paper, it kind of, I think it made us stronger and the support we got after it kind of said, well, bring on the women, like, yeah. and let them play their sport. So he, he gave a great speech, like, mm. and then sports started in Ireland, Kilkenny, and there was loads of clubs back then. But wearing the green jersey and going from the local aspect to the representing your country, yeah. I mean, they're worlds apart in one sense. How did you manage that psychologically and in your uh, mind but to look at we were so young we hadn't a clue I remember we were up in Dublin and Kieran's Basham Connie Jordan myself and Anne Griffin mm. we, when we were told we were picked to go to France we were kind of saying what we hadn't a clue and I remember going home to my father and saying um, I'm going to France there and he said oh Jesus says, um, where do we get the money so, you know, to go yeah. to France, and I'll never forget going to France with all the women, and we're in this um, little shop in France. You know, back then you'd only a few bob, mm. so I saw this lovely pair of jeans, never seen before, with a red stripe down the side, went in, went in and bought it. So my money was gone. And the same year then, that was, then we came back and I was in the Camogie All Ireland in 1974. Mm. And I had to play the Camogie All Ireland and then I was picked for Ireland again. So in one year I played the 1974 Camogie All Ireland and I got a cap for Ireland. During that year. period, were you ever not on a sporting pitch? No. <laughs> I actually broke the record in uh, St. Mountain, Dublin, the mile. Uh, running in four and a half minutes. Wow. So I done that and then I played camogie and then the soccer but the camogie was probably more me yeah. than soccer but I enjoyed my soccer yeah. days. And what about the, the friendships you made? I know the local girls went with you in yeah. many respects up to the international scene yeah. but those days here in Kilkenny or in with the Irish jersey I'd say the fun you had off the pitch oh, was unbelievable. Oh my god it was absolutely fantastic. It's like when we went up there to meet all them women after 50 years in Dublin uh, now we hadn't a clue who they were because there was no name tags and everyone old was 50 years but I have to say after one hour we all knew everyone and it was just magic I mean and it's brilliant to be recognised after all these 50 years like for ladies whatever sport you're in it doesn't matter that it's actually coming out now that ladies are equal to men <laughs> why, why do you think it's taken so long? Because it was never when I all right, when I started Camogie, it was never recognised. We used to have to train in one of our friends that had a big back garden. We had no field. Mm. It was never recognised. I, I ran in bare feet cross, cross country. We, we were never sponsored for anything because we were women, and they didn't believe women could do any more than men. But now, thank God, after all these years, we're proving it that the women are the strongest. And finally, because I, I know you want to go and enjoy yourself, no, so the Kilkenny girls, like yeah. you were obviously going to be closest with them. Oh, what were they really like? <laughs> <laughs> These ones. <laughs> the truth. Well, the truth is, well, you're half a where you know yourself, I mean, <laughs> up there. But sure, anyway, well, we got them down there. Yeah. But they were absolutely great friends, always brilliant friends. And what we done together as a team, absolutely, really, really magic. Yeah. And we're still friends today. Well... <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
I know we are, seriously. This is a great connection today. It's a great connection. I have a grandson, Jack. He's 14 now, and he's a great hurler and a great soccer player. So years ago, I brought him up when he was eight years of age. I brought him up a photograph of me in the Irish jersey. And you know what he said to me? Nanny, you're too old. You could never. That's a joke, he said. So that's why I brought up that photograph. And now he's so happy to see his grandmother again, the cap for Ireland. And he is happy, little yeah. chap. Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. Twenty-seven young women uh, set out on uh, a soccer adventure in uh, 1972 and they took part in a national competition. The inaugural Irish Women's Cup played in the final against suffragettes and the match was played at St John's Park, Hebron Road, the home of the Lockland Gales GA Club. Never in a million years did I think there would be unveiling a plaque to commemorate women's soccer over in O'Loughlin Gales. In my hand, I have the actual photograph mm. of us playing here. You're coming in and you're looking at people and you haven't met them maybe for 50 mm. years and you're trying to look and say, is that such a one? Is that such a one? And you're meeting them and hearing their life story and all. You know, because when we were playing soccer, we've all moved on, as you said, with children and grandchildren and life just gets in the way. You lose touch. And it's so good to be able to, to meet everybody and uh, relive the, the, the good old days, as we say. It's about time girls like this have gotten the recognition. I mean, they've really paved the way for all the success we're seeing now. They had to come up against a lot more adversity and they're here and they're in unbelievable spirits and it's an honour to have been invited down. Kieran's Basham, Connie Jordan, myself and Anne Griffith. Mm. We, when we were told we were picked to go to France, we were kind of saying, what? Oh, I the clue. And I remember going home to my father and saying, um, I'm going to France there. And he said, oh, Jesus, says, um, where we get the money? And the same year then, I was in the Camogie All-Ireland in 1974. I had to play the Camogie All-Ireland, and then I was picked for Ireland again. So in one year, I played the 1974 Camogie All-Ireland, and I got a cap for Ireland. We're going to see such a massive bounce effect for women's sport in the country, but I think just in general, this is a really good footballing country. We love getting behind our national teams, and it's been a while since we've had something really big to shout about in terms of football um, with the men, but what this, these girls have done has been huge, and they're so accessible, they're so willing to give their time to the fans, to the media, and they're putting in the same amount of work that the men are, and I'm really looking forward to them getting the recognition that they deserve this summer. Local, local radio, community radio to Kenny City, Liam Kelly O'Rourke in his black and amber tonight, reporting with all the women here tonight. Brilliant. Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City.